Well, Mike Farrell, it is Thursday, and that means it's time for another edition of Transfer Thursday. We're going to talk first about Syracuse wide receiver Taj Harris, who entered the portal. What are you hearing on him and where he might end up? Um, he's already got some offers, uh, which is kind of rare when you enter the portal during the season. But Utah, Texas A&M, and some other schools have already offered him, shown interest. Um, he's out of New Jersey, so you would expect – you know, some ACC programs, Big Ten programs, you know, maybe uh, Rutgers or Maryland or somebody like that who recruited him out of high school to look at him as well. He's been very effective overall. I mean, last season in the shortened year, he had 733 yards, five touchdowns. He averages over 10 yards a catch. Um, I just don't think he was being targeted enough this year for his liking. Um, and, and I'm not really sure you know, how he fit into that offense this season. There's some talk of, you know, some some attitude issues and all that other stuff. I have no idea if that's true or not. But I do know that when you go in the portal, you know, in the season, uh, we've seen guys that don't get a lot of interest early. You know, Lynn J. Dixon is one of them. You know, it's, it's take your time. Uh, but with Taj Harris, the second he went in, a bunch of offers started coming in. All right, well, we'll see how that one shakes out. Uh, we're going to move on to the impact player this for this week is Tennessee quarterback Hennon Hooker. Obviously had a, a great game against Missouri. He transferred in from West Virginia. Um, what do you think about him going forward as the quarterback of Tennessee? Obviously a, a big win for them this last weekend. Yeah, they scored 62 points against Missouri. Absolutely drilled them. Um, and that was a bit of a surprise. It was a surprise to me at the beginning of the season that Joe Milton won the job. Um, I expected Harrison Bailey, the former five-star, to win the job there. But Hooker, who's a transfer from Virginia Tech, also has a lot of experience. Um, so, you know, Milton struggled early. Hooker's starting to come into his own 15 and 19, 225 yards. He can run to um, 10 TDs, one interception so far this season, dual threat guy. Showed flashes at, at Virginia Tech. You know, he's not going to lead Tennessee back. Uh, but he's a good stopgap quarterback for them. And I, I think a guy that, uh, you know, is starting to come into his own and, and really own that that job. And, you know, this is what we saw out of him in high school, tall, skinny kid, you know, whip arm release and, and can run. Um, and, and that's why he was pretty heavily recruited out of North Carolina. And, and you know, now he's finally having success. Yeah, we'll see if he can uh, sustain that success through the rest of that SEC schedule. So, all right, Mike. Well, that's it. That's it for this week's edition of Transfer Thursday. We'll see everybody again next week. Thanks, Mike. All right. All right. Let's make some money. I'm gonna make you people rich. Let's start with Thursday's game. Uh, that's obviously Coastal Carolina, Arkansas State. Coastal Carolina favored by 22 points. Take Coastal. I've been riding them all year long. They're blowing everybody out. This is an easy one for me. The over-under 73, that's kind of high. But I, I wouldn't touch that. But I would take Coastal, land 20. Friday, Temple, Cincinnati. Cincinnati land 29. Temple coming off an upset of Memphis. 29 is a lot. I, I'm going to take Temple. I'm not a big believer in Dwan Mathis, even though he had a good game last week. Um, but coming off of big victory over Notre Dame, I think there could be a letdown here. I think they're going to win, obviously, but 29 is a lot to lay. So give me Temple to cover the 29. Stanford, fresh off their win over Oregon. 
against Arizona State. Arizona State laying 13 at home. I'm going to take Stanford. Um, you know, they play better at home, but 13 points, I think they can keep this to within 10. Uh, I think Arizona State should win the game, but Arizona State could easily lose this football game as well. So with that in mind, I'm taking Stanford to cover. Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma favored by three. Uh, this is a, a little bit of a rivalry game, and Texas is going to win this game outright. Uh, so take the money line for Texas and certainly take the three points. I also like the over, 63 and a half uh, at what I'm looking at here. I like the over. But Texas peaking at the right time, that offensive line for Oklahoma, I do not believe in at all. Um, Maryland, Ohio State. Ohio State lay in 21. <sighs> Maryland looked bad last week. Ohio State starting to put it together. Defense starting to get better. Give me, give me Ohio State to cover the 21. I think they route them at home. Uh, Michigan State and Rutgers. Michigan State minus five and a half. Michigan State's got to stumble sometime, right? They got to. I mean, they're not going to go undefeated, but it's not going to be to Rutgers. Uh, give me Michigan State laying the five and a half on the road uh, at Rutgers. Arkansas and Ole Miss, a really, really fun game here. Ole Miss got throttled by Alabama, as I expected. Arkansas got throttled by Georgia, as I expected, both reeling a bit. I worry about that Arkansas offense being able to keep up with Ole Miss. So Ole Miss at home laying five and a half, take them and take the over at 66 and a half. Take the over there. Vanderbilt, horrible football team. Florida laying 39. Give me Florida. 39 points is a lot, but they're at home. And Vanderbilt is just atrocious. Georgia and Auburn, another fun game to watch. UGA by 15 and a half on the road. That seems fishy to me. That's a lot. So with that, <clears throat> I'm going to say Georgia covers. Because when you see a line that's out of whack like that, you have to assume somebody knows something. So Georgia going to cover the 15 and a half on the road against Auburn. Crazy line. Boise State, BYU. BYU favored by five and a half. Give me BYU. Playing very well. They're at home. They cover that five and a half. Wake Forest, Syracuse. Wake, favored by six. Undefeated top 25 football team. Syracuse, meh. Um, but I think this is kind of one of those games where either team could win. Um, and, and Syracuse could pull a surprise in the Carrier Dome. So take Syracuse with the six. I'm not saying they went outright, but I think they cover the six. SMU and Navy. SMU by 13 and a half. Their offense is just going to be way too much. Take SMU to cover that two touchdowns easily. Penn State, Iowa, big game. Iowa favored by one and a half at Kinnick. I like Penn State. Parker Washington, Jahan Dodson, that passing game a little bit more explosive than Iowa. Iowa relying on a whole lot of turnovers lately. Um, I'm not sure if they'll get them in this game, and I think Penn State wins outright. So take Penn State to cover that one and a half. Michigan, Nebraska, that's another weird line. Michigan's favored by three and a half. Why is it that low? That's too low. So what do I say when it's fishy like that? Somebody knows something. Take Nebraska to cover that three and a half. This could be a field goal game. This could be a letdown game for Michigan. Michigan should roll them. But, you know, coming off that 56 points, Nebraska is feeling good about themselves. It's in Memorial Stadium. Take Nebraska to cover, not win outright, but cover. Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, even line here. 
It's in Blacksburg at night. Notre Dame has quarterback question marks. I like Virginia Tech at home. Uh, straight up to win, obviously even lines. So take Virginia Tech. LSU and Kentucky. Kentucky favored by three and a half. Ed Orgeron on the hot seat. Kentucky playing very, very well, but a letdown performance is due. Uh, and I think that's what we could see here is, is Kentucky actually losing this game at home after I picked them to beat Florida at home last week. I, I, I like LSU to get the three and a half. Alabama, Texas A&M. Alabama, 18. Take Alabama. Never bet against Alabama. I don't care if it's in Kyle Field. I don't care about anything. Alabama. And the over-under is 51. Take the over. Just take the over. New Mexico and San Diego State rounded out. San Diego State, 19 and a half point favorites over a pretty average New Mexico team. But that's a lot. I'm going to take New Mexico. I was I was burned by them before this season, but I believe they're going to cover that 19 and a half. And again, over-under, 42 and a half. Take the over. I mean, it's got to be more than that, right? So there are my picks. Make money, people. Love you all. Dave Barry here for Rivals.com alongside Rivals Mike, Mike Farrell, for another edition of Flashback Friday. Mike, this week we are looking back at Texas running back Bijan Robinson ahead of the Red River shootout against Oklahoma. When we look back at Bijan Mike, he was a five-star prospect um, out of Arizona. We saw him a few times at Rivals camps and other events. What do you remember when you remember him as a high school prospect? You know, at, at the camps, it was his ability to catch the football um, as much as anything else. I mean, he put up crazy numbers in high school, as you would expect from a great running back. But we had him as an all-purpose back, and mostly our all-purpose backs are not six-foot, 205 pounds. Um, so it reminds me a little bit of Joe Mixon in that regard, uh, who was obviously another West Coast running back who was tremendously successful uh, running and, and catching the football currently starting in the NFL for the Bengals. That's kind of what stood out. He's, he's got 10 catches this year. Uh, he had 15 last year. They don't use him in the passing game as much as I would expect, but 652 yards rushing, seven TDs. He's now in the Heisman discussion. Um, you know, he's certainly not leading, but he could get to New York this season as a true sophomore, and a big game against Oklahoma would help that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, either, I don't. I don't quite remember in that class of 2020 how many five-star running backs we had, but it, he was pretty clear with his size and his speed that he he was uh, a for sure five-star. So, well, the big debate was, um, you know, Zach Evans, Bijan Robinson. You know that that was kind of Demarcus Bowman was in there as well, and Kendall Milton. But it, but it really came down to you know Zach Evans with all of his drama. Um, you know, committing to join us, Georgia, signing with Georgia, having the letter ripped up, committing to like 15 different schools. And he's doing very well at TCU. Um, and, and then Bijan was supposed to commit to Ohio State, supposed to be a lock, and then chose Texas, um, you know, prior to Sark arriving there. So that was the, the big debate that we had. And a lot of people were like, you're crazy, having Zach Evans uh, ahead of him. And, and, you know, right now it looks like we are crazy, uh, but not too far off. He was number 18 in the country, number one all-purpose back. Um, you know, if he ends up being a first-rounder, I think we're going to be pretty happy with that ranking. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we'll get a chance again to see Bijan in action this week against Oklahoma. Should be a good game. 
Uh, Mike, this is, has been another edition of Flashback Friday. Thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week. All right.